0: So well, welcome back. A lot of people are tired after our <laughs> picnic yeah. yesterday. But it was great. I was tired. <laughs> there will be a lot of good memories <laughs> no. after the meeting. Okay, so we will continue. This is text, 18th. But first I want to, uh, it's very interesting story, a little story, but I want to share that uh, um, how God takes care. Um, like Saturdays, we know, you know that we have these vigils that is from, from say 8 o'clock to whatever, sometimes 11, sometimes 11.30. It takes, there's like conf- uh, people can pray, they, there's confessions there. we have and spiritual guidance or whatever. And this Saturday, there was like two, two people, I, I felt, oh, they need the book. You know, so I had one copy, so I can, I went for a copy and only one it was, well, at that time it was fine, but next person came i said oh this will be a great book but i knew that i have nothing I said, "Oh, i'm sorry i don't have a book um, today mail came a lady from california <laughs> she's listening to our uh, liturgies and podcasts uh, she sent a box of books for our library oh wow. and there were among those pills, several copies of Field. Wow. That's wow. awesome. So, I, yeah, when I opened the box, I realized, all right, that person needs the book. God provided the book. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And um, I'm saying that just when we are reading these texts, or Brian you know, or now Theodoros. There are many times we are challenged by the text, and really we are invited to show our faith and trust in God. And uh, somehow our this experience from this world forces us to depend on our powers, our you know abilities to cover everything, but. I think that when we take it seriously and we somehow trust, we will see many similar miracles. That uh, when we see that God takes care of things. And uh, it doesn't need to be like this kind of thing. It can be that uh, we can suffer from some kind of our weaknesses or difficulties or problems or crises, and we want to, we want to somehow to take it and solve it with our strength As that sometimes it's very important to just to accept that and to, to tell I am too weak for that. I don't have correct tools, abilities, strength, but I won't and, uh, and uh, then this God's providence come uh, is activated I would say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know in this this modern language is correct word for that, yeah, that, so that that our correct act our action activates this God's providence So if we are challenged here to really to make move, And to, and to really start to trust more God, trust, to believe what is the experience of these saints, uh, then this is this activation of many, many actions of God's grace. All right, let's continue. Let's listen to more saints. Okay. So there are 18th. Mm-hmm.
1: 18th. Those who have given up their hour-by-hour warfare because of their distress at the rebelliousness of the body of this death should blame not the flesh, but themselves. For if they had not given it the strength, providing for it so it could gratify its desires, they would not have been so greatly distressed by it. Do they not see how those who have crucified themselves together with their passions and desires and who proclaim the death of Jesus in their mortal flesh have made the flesh tractable and obedient to the law of God so that it proves an ally rather than an adversary in their aspirations toward the divine? Let them do likewise and they will enjoy the same peace. (coughs)
0: Very important advice is hidden in this in this wisdom from Theodoros because uh, it is our experience that uh, many times we experience this, this burst of energy or some kind of zeal that we want to follow christ we want to be holy we want to live a perfect life we want to follow gospel but Usually uh, this zeal disappears very quickly because when we encounter uh, strangle uh, of our weaknesses and uh, when we realize that it to conquer that to change way of life is equal to crucifixion for ourselves that we have to is so painful as a death and cross. When we realize that so many times we, we leave this ill, we leave our resolutions, because we don't want this pain, we don't want this, or we are scared of this pain. And we somehow stop to trust that it is possible. And um, and this is our reasoning, that it is too hard, and we are too weak. And we try to apologize and to say to God that, well, I cannot do this. But in these words, we can see that St. Theodorus has no uh, mercy with this kind of thinking. He points okay. that this failure we experience—it's not its failure which comes from our side. It is that we lost courage to start to work uh, on uh, conquering these passions. And many times, this this on this topic, many of these holy fathers they say that. What is uh, if we want if we always try to spoil our body? Spoil is good. If we are spoiling our kids, correct? Mm-hmm. So we want everything good for them, uh, and we want to protect them against any harm and difficulties. So without that. Who wants to just spoil body and to bring pleasure to body, then that person uh, will never taste victory in spiritual life or victory over passions. It is the same thing is that if I um, for example, if I enjoy eating, all this this uh, person who is searching for the special good taste. What is the name for that? I forgot. Umami. Who? Salon. Uh, probably.
1: <laughs> Steak. Yeah, that. Cheeseburger. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I a connoisseur or connoisseur? Epicure,
2: uh, no. epicurean.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Password, yeah. Yes, this one. <laughs> so, if somebody has this passion and, 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 and is able to, to go extra mile for that, that person will never conquer gluttony. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you have to give up at first this. <clears throat> And then, then you are able to conquer them. And it is the same with each passion because each passion offers some kind of pleasure and so to make this decision in mind I am going to crucify my body with refu- refusing even I can afford it now but I don't want to feed this my passion so it is crucifixion And he, but he says some kind of very good uh, advice here, he says that if we conquer our body, then body will become our helper in reaching of perfectness. So, it, it is not only like some kind of like punishing body and to make as a body as an enemy. He tries us to to form our body, may body becomes what it should be. This helper, which helps us to go deeper and deeper to unity with God, it means to to we we are supposed to um, heal this or to to um, through fall some kind of deformation came to way we are thinking, way how we approach our body, how we use in our body, and. Um, the wisdom is to return back to this previous state which was uh, in in God's intention and is helping Okay. continue, or question Yeah.
3: so I take it from what you're saying is to start with fasting do we start with fasting to begin to conquer some of those other desires because because there isn't a gluttony one of the
0: Oh Before yes, yes. Yeah. yes. There are these eight, like sinful uh, passions or thoughts, and there are in some order. And it starts with gluttony, and the end is pride. So it means that, and in this list, like either like seven deadly sins, and I think in the verse it starts. Now, m- many books they use like opposite from the big, from the pride down. Uh, but well, if, if we take like this source, Evagrius uh, from Pont, he formulated these eight sinful passions, and from that, these seven deadly sins came from this list. So he starts <coughs> with gluttony. And, he, and there's an intention why? Because this list of passions um, indicates, like steps in our spiritual life, that, and, and they say, if you don't ca- conquer gluttony, you will <coughs> not conquer others. So many people are trying, like to heal. For example, anger, and they are fighting all life against anger. But well, they might come to some kind of victory but much easier is if you go step by step when you master at first gluttony another step another to master it means to 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 work with intention on this you know to acquire or to remove this passion from my life it doesn't mean now that i'm working on gluttony so i will say oh i was angry that's nothing. I'm not there yet. Not there yet. But, I mean, to, we have to pay attention to everything, but something like this primary should be, okay, the priority is to conquer this. I want to get it out from my life, this passion. Step by step.
2: You sound like my doctor, though. He says if it tastes good, don't eat it. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is true. Okay, so okay. 19th.
1: every ascent in thought to some forbidden desire that is every submission to self-indulgence is a sin for a monk for first the thought begins to darken the intellect through the possible aspect of the soul and then the soul submits to the pleasure not holding out in the fight this is what is called ascent which as has been said is a sin. When assent persists, it stimulates the passion in question. Then little by little, it leads to the actual committing of the sin. That is why the prophet calls blessed those who dash the children of Babylon against the stones. People with understanding and discretion will know what is meant.
0: So he starts to describe this mechanism which leads um, to sin. He says that the first is this agreement consent with uh, thought. And the thought brings some kind of offer or some kind of sinful desire. And and, and there is this promise, some kind of pleasure for example, thought to some kind, to do revenge to somebody who caused pain to us. Just, just this thought brings already some kind of satisfaction. That when we start to think about that and to make imagine already there is some kind of satisfaction that there is a possibility to do this revenge and this fantasy. Which we let to go can uh, really make this passion uh, so alive in us that it will lead to act, and uh, this is why uh, um, Saint Theodore, Theodorus, he is very strict even with just this simple agreement with the thought. He said, don't, it's not innocent. The thought is very dangerous if we agree and we start to, and we let the thought to to start (coughs) fantasies in us. So we have to really fight against thoughts immediately because when they uh, when they bring fantasies, and uh, uh, so it leads to, <coughs> it leads to w- almost for sure to some kind of act. There is a, st- there was a joke or story, but well, it describes very well. Um, I like this story. A man uh, got flat tire, you know, in the. On the road in forest, and he couldn't change uh, his will because he didn't have this key to unscrew uh, it. So he said, ah, "What now?" And he saw that there are there is a light there between like trees. So somebody is living there. So he started to walk to this direction this intention to ask for this. Ranch to to unscrew that, and while he was going there, he started to imagine what kind of people are in there. Maybe they will be rude to me. Maybe they will be not willing to give me this, borrow this like ranch, and maybe they will say this, and I will answer this, and and he was thinking about that and creating, and he came to this. House, he ring the bell and man opened the door and he slapped him. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that RANCH! <laughs> so he assumed his mind his fantasy was so wrong, that he even didn't ask for ranch. He didn't ask for he just slapped him and turned down. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't
1: there
0: there is this is a joke
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but but, this joke describes how we act many times,
1: <laughs> you know, how
0: we describe many times and, and uh, we might have this experience that uh, <coughs> uh, people ar- approach us with something and we say, okay, we hope or something and they were surprised. Because they, they already were expecting in their fantasy something. But this is how it's nice description how the thoughts are working in us. That in the end, we, we it's difficult to conquer them uh, when we allow them to land. Saint Pisces, from Athos, he he says he gives this explanation. I might probably know that about that he compares thoughts to planes. He said that, so there are planes, there are a lot of planes. You look up, you can see a lot of planes. But you look up, and there are planes, and you continue your job. They might be planes who are flying a little bit lower, so you can hear them and it is annoying, you look, okay, plain, and you continue, usually you forget. He said, if we act this way towards thoughts, because we cannot remove thoughts from our life, and it, it, it might be like sin, sinful thoughts, so you realize but you continue, or there are even like, anto- annoying thoughts, they are bothering you, and but you try to continue your work, you let them be, you ignore them, it's okay. There's no problem. But he said, the problem starts when you build airport in your heart, which allows those planes to land. He meant this, that when you allow the thoughts to land in your in your heart. It is when you start to think about them and to 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 allow these fantasies to come to be born. And uh, usually, when we we come to this point, it's very too difficult to to stop. very difficult stuff, and many times, and it's already sinful because it brings us already pleasure some kind, and we are enjoying something what is not um, God's will, or what doesn't please, please God, but then it leads to acts too. And again he's, he says that we have to approach to these thoughts. Like from the <coughs> Psalm, Psalm which says that blessed are those who kill these Babylonian children. And in a psalm that they take them and they hit their heads toward the rock. You know. And many, many people are disturbed by this when they read the Psalms that to kill children. But as he, I don't know who explained that. Like, what I, I don't know if first or not. But another holy father, he explained that this, uh, this verse: "It is Babylon children are children of those who w- uh, who ruled over Israel. Were children of ruler. Their children had no power yet. So." This verse says that if you kill child, you are you are killing future ruler, who would rule over you. And we have to understand it that this, that it is written about passions. When this passion is small, you should kill it. Because when it grows and becomes adult. It will rule over you. So he this, uh, it sounds that using this image uh, in reality, these rulers, Babylon, Babylonians, and uh, they come and they say well, their children don't have power to rule over you yet, but they get old, older adult, they will rule. And but, but this is like comparison to, <laughs> comparison to uh, <coughs> our uh, analogy, you know, how to understand passions, how to act against passions, kill passions when they are almost without power. Because if you let them to grow, They will start to rule over whole your body, whole life. Questions? Okay. Oh good. Let's continue.
1: Being servants of love and peace, the angels rejoice over our repentance and our progress in holiness. Hence they try to develop spiritual contemplation within us, and they cooperate with us in the achieving of every form of (coughs) blessing. The demons, on the contrary, being producers of anger and of evil, rejoice when holiness diminishes in us, and they attempt to seduce our souls with shameful fantasies.
0: Yeah. So after strict words, encouragement is coming from Saint Theodoros and he says that in this our struggle ascetic struggle we are not alone he says that god sends us his angels as a guide as a teachers and protectors when we make decision to start this journey when we make decision to grow spiritually when we Make decision for holiness, for holy life. He immediately sends us these, these guides, instructors, teachers. And uh, if you read uh, when you are reading this uh, the Philokalia, other works of, of saints, many times you can uh, read there that that. Angels are in awe when they see a man to do repentance. That this is so amazing for them that they are like in awe. They are amazed, angels. And for example, uh, uh, um, like Isaac Syrian, he says that. If we are, if we have desire to uh, fulfill always God's will, so we will not stumble on our way never, because even in these moments, angel will carry us, and even if uh, it seems to us that. that we walk through some kind of darkness that we don't see we should not, we are not supposed to be afraid because they lead us in this darkness. So, And he says it's not like a religious phrase. He says this because it came from experience of saints, practical experience of saints. And Isaac, and, uh, and in the beginning of his homilies he says somewhere that that person who tries to fulfill God's will and walk according God's will will eat food of angels. And it meant that all this food for angels they are, they are fed by seeing God, this contemplation of God, this ability to see God. This is their food, this is what uh, fulfills all their being. And uh, he says that, Isaac 3 says that this will happen to us when we are walking on this path to holiness we will come to this contemplation of God which is beyond our understanding I was reading about one story about Saint Anthony uh, I'm sorry uh, Benedict and uh, the story is about one vision he had. It's not important now that what he, what kind of vision, but the vision he got. Well, the vision came at time of nine hour, ninth hour, so approximately six o'clock evening, I would say. And this was time that uh, when he used to eat, they ate once per day. It, a little bit. And was his habit was to eat evening after the ninth hour. So he didn't eat for twenty four hours and then he when he was about to eat he got this vision. It's not written how long he spent in this vision but when he came back to himself he was so moved by this vision that he spent in prayer whole night with tears and crying. I was thinking about it that, well, how powerful this experience was that he didn't even feel this natural need of his body. He he ate next next day evening. So when like 40, uh, 48 hours without eating, how powerful this vision was that it fed him so much that he had no need to eat. And, and St. Anthony is not the only one. Many saints had this experience, this contemplation of God. This visions, we would say, or this taste of God, uh, really is food of angels, that for us, which feeds us, and, uh, well, anyway, but, alright, questions, or can we continue, we are going to fast today, we have to slow down.
1: <laughs> <You know. laughs> I was gonna say you, know, you, you were talking about angels and keeping charge of us and everything is um, in Psalm ninety one it talks all about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, protection is yeah.
3: It's hey, just something to go along with. You were talking about fasting and things like that and vices and stuff. I was listening to this priest last night and he was telling us a story about this lady and she came in and father I, I do whatever i can to follow christ and, and i read the scriptures and i pray every morning and i pray in the evening my daughter's this and my husband's this and my you know son's going through this and this illness and he kept going she kept going on this laundry list of things and he just was sitting there and he said so what do what you expect and she says well i'm following christ i should be happy god's job is to make me happy if i follow him i'm supposed to be happy and he says, so "You really think God has a jo- <laughs> job?" He goes, "If anything, His only job is to make you a saint. So you're probably not going to be too happy on your road to become a saint." She sat back and started laughing about it. But yeah, went along with that story about you don't really think about that. The grind that you have to do, what you have to put yourself through—it's like an athlete, you know. Yeah. You know, if you really want to have a chance to.
0: Sit Thank you for that. Thank you, Well, I think that this is... This is how many people think about faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I don't know what is the source, because... Uh, Well, I cannot make this assumption because I didn't grow up here. So I, I went through different formation, and while well, it was reminded to us that well, um, that cross is the way. But I think, in some something, became so strong in society. I, I don't think that only in this in this our country but everywhere that that this, some kind of this false understanding that that if I live uh, uh, my face of everything will be so great maybe are those are these Christian movies I blame them for many damage I cannot stand them you know like because I saw several. And then I told myself, no more, because it was, uh, it was like the same thing. It was like different like persons and occasions, but it was like everything was falling apart, relationship with family, almost, almost divorce, problems in work and horrible life. And suddenly a person except Christ came to face and everything like was booming. I feel, you know, even my eyelids were like. (laughs) So it was so sweet that everything was sticky, you know. (laughs) You had this like, I have to wash my
1: hands, (laughs) but
0: this is not true, because even you make this decision, there's a journey, and it takes time, and oh well
2: anyway and you get those preachers and, and TV commercials that say I drank the water and there was a check for14 thousand dollars in my mailbox because I drank this holy water and people do that stuff all the time you know, there's this oh really oh yeah I mean they, they have commercials about you get this prayer cloth from this preacher and abundant blessings will come to you and it's if you do what they tell you to do God's going to give you money basically he's going to make your life perfect you're gonna have a wonderful time that's what they're preaching in a lot of these places.
0: And people to believe because
2: it's easier, it's easier to believe that I have certain steps I can take, and then everything's going to be
3: okay. That's what's being preached. Uh, that's in the mega churches, those are the mega yeah, churches, the, the yeah. mega Protestant churches. They basically mm-hmm. write the books and call them health and wealth gospels,
0: right? Yeah, so if you listen to this, you'll get healthy. So, you see, you, you think that home. it is the, it is the the main source of this some kind of this mindset yeah. people have. It's
2: part of, it's a good part of it and good it feeds it. into it. It feeds into that. Yeah. It feeds into it.
0: So I think that for them it's very it would be very difficult to read Brian Chinov or, or Theodoros. Because those are very tough guys.
3: Mm-hmm. The greatest thing I've ever heard that goes against that is that it's, it's a tough reality to accept, but you're going to have the same amount of pain in your life no matter what. Pain is going to be there. It, it's going to exist. Welcome to earth. But is the pain going to be the pain of growth or the pain of regret? And it's going to be there no matter what. Why not make sure it's the pain of growth instead of the pain of regret? The pain of knowing that you've done the right thing and it was hard, but it's done. Or the pain of knowing you did the wrong thing and now you have to live with
0: Well, well in the second case you have a uh, um, case you have uh, some kind of this false illusion that well uh, because you have a uh, temporary pleasure from uh, from a bad deed, but well you regret it if, uh, pain comes later yeah well we have to remember a standard for our life as a christian is cross and uh, if cross is missing i mean this cross i mean this pain which comes because to our life because we try to fulfill god's commandments if this is missing so then we are off
2: when I was working with the police department as a counselor, one of my tasks was I had to go when someone died and I had to tell the family that a member of their family had died. And it was the middle of the night and a drunk driver had killed this young woman. And I had to go knock on the door, wake these people up. I had a policeman at my, two policemen at my side and they brought us into the house and I told them. And he looked at me and his wife and he said, How do people without faith handle this kind of news? The only thing that he thought that was going to get him through this was his faith. And he just wondered how somebody without that faith would handle that. I I was so inspired, I was so awed and humbled by that man's words that the first thing he thought of, first was his faith, and secondly, feeling sorry for the people that didn't have the faith to fall back on that. it was, it was an amazing moment, but that's, the pain comes, it's, the difference is, is God gonna help you through it or are you gonna try and struggle through it on your own? Trying to struggle through it on your own isn't gonna work. Letting God help you through it, you're gonna get through
0: it. All right, so let's continue.
1: Faith is a quality inherent in our nature. It begets in us the fear of God and fear of God instills that keeping of the commandments which constitutes the practice of the virtues from such practice grows the precious flower of dispassion the offspring of dispassion is love which is the fulfillment of all the commandments binding and holding them in unity
0: I like I love this, th- it's not only Theodorus. it's like some Mar- a- ascetics and uh, Isaac Serien, even Brian know and then all, almost all of them from time to time they have this um, saying which is like you can see like something follows something, you know, like steps somewhere, you know, and or this connection and. This is amazing to know, because if you remember those things it can help you in spiritual life very well. Because what he, in in these words, he gives us some kind of map how to continue, how to walk on this path towards uh, uh, perfection towards uh, uh, reaching this these spiritual heights and he starts that starts with faith the faith is some is God's gift God touches us uh, with his grace which uh, brings a waking of our soul. Um, Saint so Theophan the Recluse, he says that in a book Path to Salvation he says that each person will get this grace. Each person will, uh, will get this grace and this grace causes that he will see almost clearly where I'm supposed to go. It is this moment when uh, there is some kind of clarity about life. Many times, uh, and and this moment comes to each person, and and he connects this with because he's he's talking about raising of children, how we are supposed to raise children, and. Um, then he's, he makes this conclusion there that, well, even if you try to raise them well, the moment will come. Actually, this whole this effort in raising your children is make these children are able then in this moment of grace to answer correctly on this grace and to come to, and to come to faith. And he says, if we waste this moment, or this moment of grace, which comes freely as a gift, second times this awaking grace doesn't come freely. It comes only to those who labor for that, who are praying and asking and begging God for this grace. And I remember that moment when when I was reading about that, I recall that what happened I, I almost I am sure that when it happened in my life, it was Sunday afternoon, rainy Sunday. you know you have TV where there are communist programs there's nothing to watch. you can go out. It was like Sunday afternoon was too long, you know and so I went to a room uh, where my father had like his little library and there were these four forbidden books yeah. who were somehow smuggled to our Republic from the West. Because they were printing in Rome, religious books in Slovak, but well, in not the legal way. Uh, it was not legal to bring them to Slovakia, but well, people were trying to do this. and. Well, anyway, we had several of those books. And I reached for this, I was maybe 10 or 11. I reached for this tiny book. It was about Dominic Savio. I started to read and I read it whole afternoon. I remember that. And he and it, it really touched me. And because his, this um, motto for his life was, um, I would prefer to die than to sin. I died very in my age, and uh, but reading all this story, and I, I remember that at the moment I realized this is for real, The faith is for real. That that well, it was it was a moment when somehow like you know about some things about everything. I knew everything. He was what was written there, it was natural for me and close to me, but suddenly it was like this hit that, well, it is serious. And this was the, I, I, I would say that this is the moment when somehow I took ownership on my face, in, in not very perfect way, still way of child, almost, but but this with this seriousness of child. And this is what we are doing, that uh, this we, we react in some point of our life, where we are fed by, by faith or our parents, or somebody who is bringing us to Christ, but for sure there will be moments when we feel that this is for real, and I have to make my own inner decision for God. And uh, this is when this adult faith is born or the gift of faith we are really given, uh, we are received. Now, when this happens and we, we make decisions for God in, because we really believe that this is true, I want to follow that. So when we make this so there is a like in the same time, God gives another gift and this gift is fear of God this gift is supposed to help us to start journey this fear of God is is helping us to start to keep commandments of gospel without fear of God, without this respect, deep respect towards God, who suddenly, somehow, revealed himself in front of us in this gift of faith. So we know that our answer is to serve him, it means to keep what is, what is his will, what is his instructions for our life, and we cannot do it without this fear of God, without this respect because fear of God is not something that something oh now I don't love so now I am afraid of God. This fear of God is this deep respect which which gives us strength to, to fulfill His will and actually I would call that, that fear of God this gift is practically when I put myself down from the throne, and I am putting God on the throne in my soul. This is activity of fear of God. When I I really uh, depose my ego, to make room for God. And, well, when we with help of fear of God, we fulfill um, commandments of gospel. So, it it doesn't mean that we stop to sin. It means that we start we start to grow in virtues. So now our goal is not to avoid sin. Our goal should be to grow in virtues. In all these virtues all this, uh, which, which are opposites of the sins and we are growing in that and in the end we can reach and it's God's gift but we can reach this state when we are able to receive this gift and this gift of dispassion. it means that we are we become like free from this Painful attacks of temptation. They will come, but we, uh, we are indifferent to them. You know, because it's so deep, deep uh, peace in us. We are so filled with God that it goes like water on some kind of surface which doesn't see water, just goes away, doesn't touch us. This is this seems like and, and then when we reach this state, we are able to receive gift of love and at the moment we start to love God. This is, uh, and this is why uh, we should be very careful when we are saying that we love God. We can say that we love God with confidence when we receive His gift which enables us to love Him. And this comes in the end of our effort. The truth is that we should say we are trying to learn how to to love God. We want to love God. I am doing everything I want to love God, and and for sure these are activity, these are everything that we are doing, how we act, and yes, we can, uh, yes, those are signs of love towards God. Yes, this is this this is in some way it is a love towards God, but this true love. This perfect love which expels fear, as St. John says. It's a gift from God for those who went through this purification aspect. And and it it, it is wise to be careful how if we say th- how we say this, because again, like we are talking before about how the world understands Christian Christian life and aspect in this way. We really, uh, we really uh, um, make this a "lull" without value. You know we are taking value of this word you know, because uh, many times we we understand under law this pleasure. We can oh, I love that I so it, it brings pleasure to me you know and uh, not always this is true love not always is true love and so so we have to walk on this this we have to walk towards towards this moment when we are purified that these passions don't have power over us. And then we receive this gift when God fills us in this way that we can love Him perfectly. And this is something mystical there. Not something, it's very mystical. And... So there are steps and, and... Isaac Syrian, that but not only he but uh, he said it he says this in these words that who does not respect these steps and uh, makes jump god's wrath will be upon him so it means that there is god's punishment for that and uh, this punishment has this form that uh, I remember one one lady in Slovakia. She came. I never saw her in the church. Never she was not coming, but she came over and she said, "Well." Oh, oh, I came to ask to baptize my child. And I said, well, good. But, well, at first you have to show that you will be raising the child as a Christian. So we will wait. You know, I, I cannot just baptize him to, and to... And we were... We, and she was all, oh, why? And I said, but I love God. I love God. I really love God. I said, well, I cannot see that, you know. I never saw you in the church and everything. So it's, it's like not, it's some kind of, you have courage to ask me for something like that. But, she, but I love God. I'm, I believe in God. I love him. Well, anyway, I'm just saying that she made this job. She, she didn't go through fear of God, which helps her to keep commandments. She didn't go through this purification when fighting this passion, growing virtuous to prepare for this great gift of love. She just, in her mind, she jumped to a state when she somehow she, she lived in this illusion that because she loves God, everything allowed to her and and I, I you know I don't judge it, it, it he, she was real in this she really believed that she loves God and she she couldn't understand why I don't want to baptize at that moment immediately her child because she lived in this illusion that she is good Christian even. And this is this punishment Isaac is saying about this wrath of God. Because many times this punishment comes in this form of this darkened mind that that we live in illusion. And so we have to be very careful uh, and, and not to have courage to make jumps to assume that we are somewhere already in spiritual life when we are evidently not there. Do you have questions or not? Good. (laughs) Thank you very much.